The market doesn't joke around, so why would you? Get serious. Choose Tasty Trade. Tasty Trade gives you the tools you need to make smarter moves. Dig into data with advanced charting, track profit accurately with order chain trackers, see risk clearly with curve analysis, and trade with low-capped commissions, stocks, options, futures, and more. All on one platform. No wonder serious traders choose Tasty Trade. Join the club, genius. Tasty Trading is a registered broker-dealer and member of FINRA and SIPC. Homes.com knows that when it comes to home shopping, it's never just about the house or condo. It's about the home. And what makes a home is more than just the house or property. It's the location and neighborhood. If you have kids, it's also schools, nearby parks, and transportation options. That's why Homes.com goes above and beyond to bring home shoppers the in-depth information they need to find the right home. And when I say in-depth, I'm talking deep. Each listing features comprehensive information about the neighborhood, complete with a video guide. They also have details about local schools with test scores, state rankings, and student-to-teacher ratio. They even have an agent directory with the sales history of each agent. So when it comes to finding a home, not just a house, this is everything you need to know, all in one place. Homes.com. We've done your homework. My mission is simple, to make you money. I'm here to level the playing field for all investors. There's always a bull market somewhere, and I promise to help you find it. Mad Money starts now. Hey, I'm Kramer. Welcome to Mad Money. Welcome to Kramerica. Other people want to make friends. I'm just trying to help you make some money. My job is not just to entertain, but to educate and teach you. So call me at 1-800-743-CBC or tweet me at Jim Kramer. All right, let me ask you something. Where the heck did all the sellers go? For days, this market's felt, no, weeks, this market's felt sluggish because sellers seem to be leaning on every stock. But today it was like they almost disappeared. They went away. Dow jumping 453 points, S&P surging 1.66%, and even the darn NASDAQ climbing 1.24%. Virtually every sector saw aggressive buying except for the once hot, very expensive, and hard to understand tech stocks. I think it's all about the great reopening as the United States will have received 240 million vaccines by next week from Moderna, Pfizer, and J&J as they ramp up production. We're, we're vaccinating more than 3 million people a day. Now we're doing a percent a day. That's, that's cooking. That's cooking. An accelerated vaccination schedule means we'll unlock pent-up demand far faster than you and I thought. It's the kind of rising tide that lifts all boats. You know, it's even lifting mall boats. I mean, retailers. We saw a terrific pre-announcement from L Brands. That's the parent of Bath and Body Works and Victoria's Secret. The mall's back. It's so crowded, nobody goes. The reopening trade is casting a wide net. Today, it pulled up, let's see, tech hardware, not so tech hardware, transports, banks, retailers, construction, housing, even the drug stocks. The buying was so powerful that it obscured the endless liquidations of stocks that were once loved by younger investors. Now they seem to have flown the coop or gone to the sidelines, or maybe they're, they've gotten into the non-fungible to- uh, token racket. For whatever reason, the Robinhood crowd seems to have vanished and the old guards back in charge. Yes, the suits, the boomers, as they call them over at WSB or the grandpas. That's what they that's the real contemptible term. You grandpa. Not a grandpa. Anyway, so can this move continue? That's what we're talking about when we go to our game plan. Let's take a look. First, I want to see what happens to the companies that do a ton of business in China. Uh, today, Nike caught an upgrade from Baird after its stock had been put through the meat grinder based on fears that its human rights stance could trigger a boycott in one of the biggest markets. 
This week, the Chinese government pretty much made it impossible for H&M, you know, that's the world's second largest apparel chain, to sell merchandise in the PRC. After H&M released a statement raising concerns, just raising concerns about way, uh, the way China is treating the uh, Uyghur Muslim minority. I mean, you, you see a lot of ugly stuff about forced labor camps over there. H&M did the right thing, but doing the right thing is expensive. So I'm concerned that Nike could pay a similar price. It seems strange that the Communist Party singled out H&M. And maybe they want to see who fights back. Maybe they're more comfortable going after a Swedish company than an American one. It's important because China's a huge market for Nike. Oh, by the way, not to mention Apple. If the party starts cracking down on our companies for voicing pretty restrained criticism, I got to tell you, restrained criticism... Going after them, big, that's a big deal. It means our relationship with the PRC might not be going back to normal. I thought things would get better between the U.S. and China once we got a less hostile president. It is possible that I might be wrong. That we will know Sunday night. Next, I want to keep track of this ongoing Amazon labor situation as the unionization drive at the Alabama warehouse reaches its conclusion. The workers are voting right now. Maybe that's why the stock failed to rally in what was a pretty darn good retail rally. Tuesday morning, we get results from McCormick. Now, McCormick is very, very controversial, okay? Why? It's a big spice maker. And, oh, by the way, it's also a French's mustard. And we're going to learn how much this company thrives under the great reopening. Here's the problem. McCormick has a huge food service business where they supply restaurants. And that's been a real dog. But the stock's had a fabulous run over the past year because its consumer business thrived under the stay-at-home economy. Now, I think people will assume that the stocks run its course now that we're vaccinating more than 2.5 million people per day. Today is getting north of 3 million. When society reopens, I, look, it's true. Look at the stock. It's telling you we do less, we're going to do less home cooking, even if you like it. Personally, I don't love doing the dishes. But when it comes to the real work of cooking, my wife wisely won't let me near it. I just pass her the spices. After the close, we hear from an apparel company that's considered a victim of the pandemic, PVH, and one that's widely seen as a COVID winner, Lululemon. I think the market has made up its mind that this is PVH's time to shine. It's been roaring ever since the vaccine rollout began in earnest. Lou, on the other hand, uh uh-uh, it's been shunned because everyone thinks of their stuff as the kind of casual apparel that you wear when you're staying home from work and no one's looking at you. Yeah, let's see what they have to say. At the same time, we've got two companies reporting that are beloved by the newer investors we tend to associate with Robinhood or Reddit. I'm talking about Chewy and BlackBerry. The Wall Street Best crew likes Chewy because it was co-founded by Ryan Cohen. He's the man with a plan to turn around GameStop from his perch on the board of directors. Shh, GameStop was down a little today. As for BlackBerry, it's one of the meme stocks that caught fire in January. Thanks to a Reddit-induced short squeeze. I don't see the appeal. Maybe the quarter can change my mind. Don't hold your breath. I can't wait until Wednesday when one of my absolute favorite execs, Roz Brewer, the new CEO of Walgreens, holds her first conference call. Hopefully, she'll tell us some of her plans to boost sales. Brewer comes from Starbucks, where she was the COO. And speaking as someone who owns Starbucks for my charitable trust, losing her to Walgreens was a real blow. Now, I also can't wait to hear from Micron after the close. I believe both of its business lines, Nets DRAM and Flash, are humming. I expect numbers to go up substantially. Stock seems to be anticipating that. Dave and Buster's reports, too. And I suspect that its stock will react well, no matter what, because it's such an obvious reopening play. I mean, look, we saw it with Darden. I, I thought everyone knew that Darden was going to be good. Still went higher. That's parent of Olive Garden, by the way. Expect the same story from Dave and Buster's. Kroger is an analyst meeting on Wednesday. This supermarket is a wild card. You'd think Kroger would be a lockdown play, right? I mean, if you can't go out to eat, you spend more money on groceries. But the stock's trading as if it will benefit from the great reopening. 
I think the stock could be right. Finally, on Thursday, CarMax reports. You know that I think of all these, this is going to be the best quarter of the week. This is going to be the stellar one because CarMax sells mostly used vehicles. Right now, the automakers keep curtailing production because they can't get enough semiconductors. So more and more people are buying used, and that's driving up prices. CarMax is in heaven. Frankly, I love the whole auto business here. We got Borg Warren tonight. They've been pivoting their gigantic car business toward EV. I think anything related to autos in general is going to work thanks to the great reopening. With the first quarter ending the next week, I wonder if we won't have some last-minute buyers coming in to contribute money now that their IRS has pushed back tax season in May, and people have got those stimulus checks burning a hole in their pocket. A lot of what I saw today was stimulus. That could be the fuel we need to continue today's rally. Remember, we know from Larry Williams, the legendary technician, that retail pretty much always thrives going into Easter holiday. And I see Walmart, Shopify, and Costco still way down and buyable, even as Target and Home Depot have run away. So you might want to do some buying ahead of the Good Friday holiday when the exchange is closed for the day. The bottom line, for once, the great reopening trade felt like a tremendous positive. Could be those stimmy checks with lots of winners, very few losers. If that's the new normal, call me a happy camper. But let's see if it holds up next week. I want to go to, well, here's a great name, Leader in Florida. Leader. Booyah, Jim. 90 degrees, sunny Miami coming at you. How you doing? Well, and my wife's down in Delray. It's about 87 there. So what's going on? So listen, I long called MRO. I see oil going down. Gas prices go up. Usually they're in synchrony. What's happening? We had a little spike today, 5%. But what's, what's going on? Well, natural gas, you know, it turned out we were exporting a lot more and there was this big spike in prices. Look, MRO is not one of my favorites. Uh, it's had a it's had a run like a lot of the uh, oil and natural gas stocks. Call me a seller, but they will make okay money with natural gas where it is and with oil where it is. Not my fave though. Hey, let's go to Nate. Ooh, in my daughter's old home state, Oregon. Nate. Hey, Jim, man. Thanks for taking my call. Appreciate you, man. You're awesome. Chills um, happy. What's up? Hey, uh, so I'm calling about Activision Blizzard. Man. Okay. I picked them up back in October. <laughs> And uh, they really haven't gone anywhere, man. They've got, like, some of the number one games in the industry. So I was just wondering, like, what's going on with that? Look, Bobby Kotick is a great manager, but can you really fight this great reopening trade? People think that that you sit there and play Call of Duty when you can't go outside. Once you go outside, you forget Call of Duty. Zev Fima, who is an unbelievable Call of Duty player, I think would even say that that's the case. We like Take-Two for the... uh, Uh, for all the the refreshes that we have and the new machines. Don't give up. The new machines could help you. All right. Today we see the great reopening trade and it's playing out positively with the stimmy checks coming right into your pocket. Let's see if it holds up. Man Money tonight, I'm sitting down with one of the largest automotive suppliers, as I just mentioned, it's Borg Warner. Find out if it's moved to electrify its business could help the stock charge higher. Then my exclusive with an under-the-radar player with a footprint in some of the hottest spaces in this market. From space to cybersecurity to cleaning up plastic. Don't miss my sit-down with KBR. And Biden just set a new COVID vaccine goal of 200 million shots within his first 100 days. He's an under-promise, over-deliverer guy. Yeah, you pot. But could dangerous COVID-19 variants mean all bets are off? And what does a vaccine give you? How about a free ticket to Bar San Miguel? I'm talking to Dr. Eric Topol of the Scripps Institute to find out. So stay with Kramer. Don't miss a second of Mad Money. Follow at Jim Kramer on Twitter. Have a question? Tweet Kramer. Hashtag Mad Tweets. 
Send Jim an email to madmoney at cnbc.com or give us a call at 1-800-743-CNBC. Miss something? Head to madmoney.cnbc.com. Fact. Running a business is not getting easier on your wallet. With higher expenses on materials, employees, distribution, and borrowing, everything costs more. Also a fact. Smart businesses are reducing costs and headaches by graduating to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system, bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, and HR into one platform and one source of truth. With NetSuite, you reduce IT costs because NetSuite lives in the cloud with no hardware required, accessed from anywhere. You can cut the cost of maintaining multiple systems because you've got one unified business management suite. You improve efficiency by bringing all your major business processes into one platform, slashing manual tasks and errors. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move. See how you'll profit with NetSuite, and then you can think of all the ways you could be spending the money you save. Company retreated in Malibu, anyone? By popular demand, NetSuite is offering a one-of-a-kind flexible financing program for a few more weeks. Head to NetSuite.com to start saving. When you're hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging to connect with candidates faster. Plus, 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than three and a half million businesses worldwide that use Indeed. Listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash madmoney. Just go to Indeed.com slash madmoney right now and support this show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash madmoney. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. When the whole automobile complex caught fire last year, there was one major auto parts play that did get left behind. That's Borg Warner. Well, the reason was not enough electric vehicle exposure. I mean, this is a company that makes engines, engine components, drivetrains, technology, but they get less than 3% of their sales from electric vehicles, even though they make that stuff fabulously. Borg Warner is aiming to change that and change it now. On Tuesday, the company held an investor day where they laid out an incredibly aggressive plan to grow the electric vehicle business to 25 percent of sales by 2025 and then an astonishing 45 percent from 2030. Now, the stock had run 25 percent for the year going into that presentation. So maybe it's no surprise that the stock got hit after. For many analysts, it seemed too little too late. I'm not sure about that. I think everybody's missing the point. I say who cares about 2025? Borg Warner is killing it right now. Company shot the lights out when reported last month. And even after this move, the stock's just selling for 11 times earnings. This is exactly the kind of thing that should work in a rapidly expanding economy. This is the kind of stock I want you in. Don't take it from me, though. Let's go to Fred LaSalle. He's the president of Borg Warner to get a better sense of this company's prospects. Mr. LaSalle, welcome to Mad Money. Thank you, Gene, for having me. All right. So, Fred, I'm going to say point blank. This is one of the most aggressive pivots I have ever seen. How can our audience be sure that you can turn this company around so quickly? Jim, it's a natural extension of what we've been building over the past years. 
I remember I was in the leadership team of this company uh, back in 2013, and we're starting putting things in motion to get to where we are now. And so it's a natural extension. We started organically by building products in the battery electric vehicle world. And we did a few acquisitions that led to the acquisition of Delphi that we closed last year in October. And that gave us really the scale, the product leadership in electronics, power electronics and software that is so important to now accelerate. So it's a natural extension. Uh, it's not a sudden change in strategies. And okay. um, what that converges with the market readiness, Jim, as you know, there is a lot of market pool. Customers are demanding products. And that convergence of our readiness and the market pool is what's really powerful right now. And those pivots, we've done those before. We've done those before in prior, prior years. Okay, so Fred, one of the things that uh, you and I have in common, obviously, is we believe that this electric vehicle phenomena is happening much faster than many people believe, particularly in Europe. Do you share with me, share with me the view that maybe 45 percent of all vehicles might be EV by 2030? Our assumption is that 30% of the vehicle will be battery electric vehicle in 2030. It's already kind of a bullish assumption. And our assumption is that we'll be at 45% of our revenue. Jim, you're absolutely right. I also think that this, this move towards electrification, we think at Borgona that it's really profound. It goes at different speed in different region, but it's profound, both in light vehicle and commercial vehicle. So do you think your uh, best customers will be, say, a Volkswagen uh, or a GM, a Ford, or will it be some of these newer companies, maybe a Fisker, maybe a Lucid, or are they boutique? It's tough to tell you which one is going to be the biggest in 2030. What I can tell you is that we're working with all of them. Uh, Our product portfolio is such that uh, we understand the battery electric vehicle system. Uh, there, we have all the products that move electrons from the stationary charges, high-speed, high-voltage stationary charges, down to moving the wheels of the vehicle. There is no products that we don't have. And therefore, we add a lot of value for our customers. And downstream the battery, I think we're one of the only ones in the world that masters at scale the mechanical the motor and the motor controller, so-called power electronics. And that puts us in a very, very uh, uniquely uh, unique position. Well, I want people to understand the commitment you've made. Let's take one that is, to me, emblematic of the new Borg Warner, Romeo Power. What a great company. If you could describe what they're doing, people would understand the transformation is happening now. Romeo Power is a, is a world leader in, in, in battery packs uh, for commercial vehicles. Uh, we also have an acquisition pending of Akasol in Germany that is also doing battery pack for commercial vehicle with blue ship uh, customers, uh, especially also in the bus sector. We think the bus sector is going to be electrified really, really, really rapidly. And so that shows our commitment to both electrification and the commercial vehicle um, segment. Uh, so one last question. You obviously have to do 
some disposals, but you will have to do acquisitions to get to that number. Are there enough companies out there who are doing things at scale that would augment what BorgWarner is doing right now? Yeah, Jim, we're going to spend about $8 billion uh, between now and 2025 um, using the free cash flow that we're generating in the company. We're self-funding this pivot. And also uh, about $3 billion of R&D and capital. So five of, about five in free cash flow, three in R&D and capital to, uh, to put that money in, at work to help the pivot towards electrification. And yes, there are a lot of very interesting companies out there with, which are going to give us either the technological edge that we're always looking for. This business is all about efficiency, moving electrons as efficiently as we can. Uh, and also, we're looking for scale. You know, Jim, you can have the best product. If you don't have scale, if you're not competitive, it's going to be hard in our industry. Well, I think that you are... Uh I think you're going to pull it off. I really do. And it's the least expensive EV play, so to speak, that I know of in the market today. Fred LaSalle, you're, you're a gent to come on, CEO of Borg Warner. Great to meet you. Thank you. When you go through the presentation, you'll see this company can pivot, as pivoted before. More important, it's a very inexpensive way, but a sure way to be connected with electric vehicles in your portfolio. May have money's back after the break. Coming up, could a company's sustainability efforts be the key force driving its profits? The top brass of an ESG play, up almost 100% in the past year, joins Kramer to break down how helping the planet could help your portfolio. Next. The spirit of performance defines Acura, and now it's electric. Introducing the all-electric ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. While what powers their cars may change, the energy that makes Acura never will. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. With a premium Bang & Olufsen sound system and up to 313-mile range on a single charge and a Type S variant with an estimated 500 horsepower, the ZDX is everything they said electric could never be. It was built with the driver in mind, just like Acura has been doing since the beginning. We could talk all day, but the only way to experience this electric performance is to drive it yourself. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. Take your business further with the smart and flexible American Express Business Gold Card. It offers flexible spending capacity that adapts to your business. You can also earn up to $395 in annual statement credits on eligible purchases at select business merchants. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash businessgoldcard. Believe it or not, you can teach an old dog new tricks. I just look at KBR. That's the engineering procurement and construction company. It was formerly known as Kellogg, Brown, and Root when I got in the business. Here's a stock that surged 12% yesterday after management held an investor day. Frankly, we're kind of blew everybody's mind away. The company's reinvented itself. For most of its history, KBR was an energy service play, defense contract kicker. 
But when the price of crude collapsed in 2014, the company decided to make a change. Since then, KBR has dumped most of its energy businesses, becoming more of a higher-end government contractor. They now get 80% of their sales from government customers, and a lot of these contracts are already booked. These days, KBR makes more money from sustainable technology, helping companies achieve their ESG goals than it does from energy. They even went carbon neutral a couple of years ago. They're way ahead of the pack. Yesterday was a spectacular coming out party for the new KBR, one that separated itself from the pack of engineering and construction companies, management laying out some incredibly bullish long-term forecasts. They're talking about doubling or tripling the earnings by 20 2025. No wonder the stock's on fire. So let's take a closer look with Stuart Brady. He's the president and CEO of KBR. Learn more about the company and where it's headed. Mr. Brady, welcome to Man Money. Thank you. Thank you for having me on, Jim. All right. So, Stuart, I got to tell you, I thought I knew your company. Honestly, I thought I knew it. And I take home the package. I start reading about it. And I realize not only did I know your company, I didn't know your people. Obviously, your people are committed to a plastic-free ocean. They are committed to civilian space. They're committed to green hydrogen through ammonia. I mean, you have done a complete overhaul of this company. Yeah, our people are awesome. You're dead right, German. You know, our, our, your introduction was perfect. It's great that I'm being called an old, an old dog. I do, I do appreciate that. I've been called worse. <laughs> Uh, but, I, you know, I do think that, you know, so, you know, our ESG story where we're adding value to our customers' ESG story, there's a symbiotic relationship between, you know, a, a shareholder value and being a good sustainable citizen. And I think that's really, really important for shareholder value and having longevity in that arena. And we are, we are we've got investments in, in, uh, in the circular economy. We've just invested in what we think is a fantastic mousetrap around uh, plastics recycling called Mura Technology, and it's it really is fantastic. You can recycle uh, all types of different plastic. It's not constrained, and so it's going to be a really, really, really exciting future in, in that regard. And you're right, we're at the forefront of space. We're at the forefront of defense and intel. We've really gone up market in digital engineering, and the company has transformed. But but thank you for having me on, Jim, because transforming a company is hard work, but transforming perception is actually sometimes a little bit harder. Well, you made it easy, frankly, because you know, some things are very simple that you did. It could be the circular plastics picture. I don't mean to minimize. I'm not minimize this of a turtle, which makes me say, well, wait a second, because I have been after Dow Chemical to be involved in this. Or when you mention space, uh, sir, I've got to tell you, when I try to get space a play, so to speak, for audience, I end up with like, things like 3D. But you are at the forefront of civilian space. Indeed, indeed, we 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 built from a standing start four or five years ago a, a billion dollar franchise supporting NASA and very much of the operational end. You know, we we help fly the satellites, we we help fly and maintain the International Space Station, we train the astronauts, we run the spacesuit program, we run mission control together with NASA, front and back of office. It's super exciting stuff. And then when you move that into this new burgeoning sort of low Earth orbit space franchise that's heading our way with SpaceX and Virgin and Blue Origin and companies like that. That's a very small part of our business, but a great, exciting, I think, strategic future in that area. And then you start to look at the new area where actually there's a lot of near-peer threats with, around what they call space force and military space. And as you can imagine, all the intelligence piece that goes with that. So very, very exciting, broad, well-funded bit of business and, uh, and super cool and talk about attracting talent and being able to sort of nurture the best and the brightest. I mean, it's, it's super exciting. Well, I want people to understand when you read through this, you'll be astonished. For instance, I learned a term that, frankly, 
uh, it, it, it had my head spinning. Spoofing, which sounded like it was a fun thing. But that's got to be one of the most dangerous terms on Earth. We don't want to be spoofed, right? We do not want to be spoofed. No, and I, <laughs> and I can tell you, you don't want to be spoofed. And our cyber analytics people will tell you exactly why and how. And uh, yeah, you don't want that to happen to you. <laughs> that's an airplane in your space that you don't even know. I mean, when I yeah. read that, it was very, as is much of your presentation, science fiction. Sir, that's what made me think that you've changed. It is science fiction. A lot of what you talk about, I did not know existed. Yeah, I mean, we're, we're heavily involved in things like, uh, you know, what they call directed energy, which in a layman terms means uh, lasers. And lasers, are when, when people start to talk to me about that, I reflected back to Star Wars and it's been around for a right. long time. But directed energy today is really the only deterrent that people have identified to drone swarms. If you think back to what happened in Saudi Arabia with the oil fleets, where all these little drones came across. And we're at the forefront of that, actually integrating the new solutions of directed energy that will help defend against those sorts of threats. And so, again, very much at the forefront of national security priorities, very much at the forefront of defense and future defense. And I think that's, again, super exciting. And as you can tell, I'm, I'm really passionate about this sort of talent and the people that you need to be able to do that. And that really what, what, what excites me about our future. Oh, you should be. Now, another area, and I've got a million things I want to talk about with you, but of course, it's just we don't have a lot of time. But I did not know there could be a green ammonia solution. I thought and when I read this that that may be the less expensive way than the pure green hydrogen solution. This is far more practical, isn't it? It is because ammonia is a liquid. Obviously, hydrogen is a gas. But the, I mean, the chemical formula, just to put it in context, of ammonia is NH3. So you have one nitrogen and three hydrogens. So it's a very efficient way as a liquid to transport hydrogen across the world. And, uh, and really, it allows, it allows the, the transportation of hydrogen and really the, the forefront of hydrogen economies coming our way. Now, that is that we, today, there's gray ammonia, blue ammonia, and green ammonia. And gray ammonia is what you just produced from today's natural grass. And green ammonia is when you actually get super, super cool and electrolysis where you can actually take water and you actually with a lot of energy through electrolysis, you can produce hydrogen from water and you can take using air handling, you can take the nitrate and the nitrogen from air and then you can produce ammonia. So you can produce sometime in the future, just think about that, energy from air and water. Uh, how cool of a solution would that be for the planet? You know, I've got to tell you, every solution that you offered was very cool. And I, I'm not trying to get people to go apply to you, although I think if I had started over in life, I'd like to work at KBR. Because you are solving the ESG stuff that I didn't think could be solved. And I want to congratulate you on, the, on what you've done to the company, Stuart. It's really remarkable. Great job. Uh, uh, I mean, thank you very much, Jim. It's very much a team game. And uh you know, the, the team I've got around me are fantastic, and I can't say enough about them. So well, thank you very much. They must be very special. That's Stuart Brady, President CEO of KBR. If you want to read a science fiction story that's not fiction, read what their presentation. You'll be just, it's, it's a page turner. I'm not kidding. Mad Money's back into the break. Coming up, Dr. Dr. Gimme the News. Kramer sits down with an expert who's got the latest facts on COVID recovery you don't want to miss. Next.
We finally got a handle on the vaccine rollout. J&J delivering another 11 million doses of its one-shot vaccine next week. But it's too early to start celebrating. We're still losing more than 1,000 people a day. There are a lot of unanswered questions. Do we need to keep wearing masks if we're vaccinated? How dangerous are all these new strains? Could we be looking at an ugly COVID resurgence in the fall? So tonight, let's talk to the expert. Let's go to Dr. Eric Tobel. He's an incredible cardiologist who's the co-founder and director of the, of the Scripps Transnational Science Institute, an IH-funded program focused on individualized medicine. And he also, by the way, is the single best Twitter follow about COVID. we got to get a better read on the state of the pandemic. Dr. Tobin, welcome back to Mad Money. Jim, it's really great to be with you. Doc, have we lost our resolve? I'm looking at these Michigan numbers. I'm looking at these variants. And I'm thinking that we're celebrating way too quickly. Well, there are some things to celebrate. Today, we had 3.4 million vaccinations in one day, which is a new record. So to ever think that we'd be inoculating more than 1% of the population a day, that's great. But on the other hand, as you're alluding to, Jim, we've got a problem with these variants, particularly the one from the UK. There's also the one concerning the New York variant that's spreading in the Northeast corridor. So we have Michigan that's lighting up with more spread and then the, the states, New Jersey, New York, Pennsylvania now, these zones are heating up and we need to vaccinate with priority there. We need to also not let go of mitigation measures. So uh, there's, there's some uh, clear obstacles before we can get through this pandemic. And right now there's two regions that are really problematic. But if we continue at the pace that you're talking about, maybe the foot race is won by the good guys. Yeah, we will win this race. There's no question. The, the vaccinations are extraordinarily effective and they're effective against the variants. But we got to get them into people so that we have this level of population immunity where the virus has a hard time of finding a person to, to reside in and infect. So we're going to get there, but we'll get there faster if we don't relax now. We, we all have pandemic fatigue, but we got to hang in there for you know, X number of weeks, four or six more weeks so we can override this threat by the variants. All right. So, doctor, one of the things that concerns me, the vaccine is fabulous. I still speak to a lot of people who aren't going to get vaccinated. Maybe their company should be doing something to have them be vaccinated. Maybe take the day off, get vaccinated. I hear people who don't want the second Moderna because they don't feel well after. But the most important thing I hear is there's nothing to it. Once you get vaccinated, it doesn't allow you to do anything that you couldn't do before. Are we making it up? I'd say enough of a reward to get vaccinated. Great point. You know, I think the whole idea of getting vaccinated is re-entry. Yes. You know, you're getting back to pre-COVID life. And so, you know, to be a, a grandpa and see my grandchildren, that's a big deal. But it's much more than that. You know, the idea that you can go out, go to stores and shopping malls and your restaurants and not be so worried. Uh, yes, we need to wear masks for a, a short, more stretch to make sure that transmission is blocked. We know we can block illness with vaccines. We're not entirely sure, though it looks like we can block spread or transmission. But, you know, uh, a, a short-term use of masks on top of vaccines, ability to get back to pre-COVID life, we're almost there. This is the time to just be a little bit more patient. But I, I go to the doctor last week, and before I go in, they take my temperature, okay? And, they, and I said, look, I showed him my Moderna card, my card from the state that I had had Moderna, and it was two months ago. And then they said, well, it doesn't matter, because have you gone anywhere? I said, I went to Florida a couple of weeks ago. You can't go in. I said, my Moderna is more important than the temperature and the thermometer. When are we going to start realizing that being vaccinated is more important than your temperature taken? 
Oh, you know, the temperature thing is crazy. It's like a placebo. <laughs> it doesn't do anything. And the vaccination is, you know, this is a, a miracle of medicine. And that's what the, the hesitant people have to understand. They can become superhuman against this virus. The vaccine gives much more protection than natural infection immunity. The a protection against the variants is not even a comparison, you know. And then you have the ability to prevent reinfection. Uh, you know, uh, the levels of the antibodies from the vaccines are far greater than human beings develop. So we've got to get this point across that vaccination is safe. And those people who are hesitant, they're missing out on where they can be post-vaccination. You have a great thing about the superhuman that really made me feel terrific about our own science. One of the things I'm, let me get it. I'm going to ask you a question. I want to open my restaurant back on uh, May 5th, and I want you there, Doc. And it, for sake of tomorrow. But I want to put a sign in the window. It says, no shoes, no socks, no vax, no service. Well, I'd be closed down because I say you got to have a vaccine, uh, something that proves that you have a vaccine. Uh, great question. You know, if we had in the best of all worlds, we'd have everybody buy in. And, you know, if they didn't, if they didn't get vaccinated, they they wouldn't feel right. But uh, it's going to be tricky. The so-called vaccine passport, like that restaurant yes. scenario or travel or, you know, anything. Uh, this country is not as, as tough on that. You know, Israel is doing it. Other right. countries are doing it here. There's more reticence. But I can understand that logic completely. Well, Dr. Tobel, you, you are a breath of fresh air, including, by the way, being willing to tell the truth about AstraZeneca. And you said it. You said, Come on, this is outrageous. You're the only one who said it was outrageous. Everyone else said, oh, it's okay. It's, a, it's very fast. Anyway, I love to talk uh, to you. You're going to come back, okay? Will do. You are, the old, you, you, are the, you are the beacon of light in this thing the whole way through. Dr. Eric Tobel, co-founder and director of the Scripps Transnational Science Institute. Go to Twitter right now and follow this man. Mad Money's back after the break. Just chill out. Just chill, Master Jay. The chill man is in the house. He's happy. The lightning round is coming up when Mad Money returns. It is time. It's over the lightning round. What is that? And then the lightning round is over. Are you ready? Ski, dang, over the lightning round coming from. Why don't we start with Lou in Florida? Lou! Booyah, Jimmy. They're not looing. They're not booing. They're looing. What's up? Well, you know what? I bought some DDD a while ago, and uh, it's come down. Yeah, but you know what? They actually are making a comeback. I got to get them on the show. I mean, it got a little overheated. Became one of those stocks, you know, it was like a meme stock for a while. You know, when, when I realized I had a meme, whatever. But you know what? I want you to stick with it down here. I believe in 3D. I think you're going to do okay. Now I want to go to Eric in Florida. Eric! Jimmy Chill, booyah! What's happening? Hey, man, I want to know what you think about this company for a long-term dividend play. N-L-Y, Annaly Capital. Take a pass on that, my friend. You see that they've been playing that big dividend game for a long time, but you're not getting good on the principal. It's come back up. That's great. But I am a seller of Annaly. I don't want you in the stock. I need to go to Walter, North Carolina. Walter! Hey, William Jim from Walter in North Carolina. Man, I wish I was down there fishing with you. What's going on? Oh, thanks for taking my call. Of course. Watch your show every night and have for years, yes. and I appreciate what you do for us. Thank you. 
PayPal has had a tremendous run this past month and hit as high as 309.14. Right. However, the past week it dropped considerably, but it did recover $6 today. I'm confused. Should I buy at this lower price? Should I hold what I've got or should I sell? Okay, I you have to understand that, st- that stock is going out of favor in the Wall Street Fashion Show, which only has uh, love for the industrials. I think it can still go lower, but you've got to think long term on this thing. And if you do, then you should own PayPal, not trade it, because Dan Shulman is doing a great job. Let's go to, oh, Big E in Pennsylvania, Big E. Hey, fool you, Jim. Thanks for taking my call. My pleasure. A uh, possible home of Nick Foles could be coming back. Wow. Number nine. What's going on? Yeah. yeah so anyway, thanks for taking my, thanks for being there. Thanks for Thank everything you, you do. Thank You're you. so informative, helpful, and you give major overviews of what's going on in the market. Jeez, you got to my wife to listen. Thoughts. She'd like me more. Thank I wanted, you. You're welcome. I wanted your thoughts. On a new aesthetic company that's coming into the market, typically dominated by Allergan for the last 10 years. As you know, Aviv bought Allergan for their Botox franchise. This new aesthetic company, which is run by Mark Foley, uh, who was the president and CEO of Pool Sculpting, which Allergan bought, is building another company. The new company, which he brought in RHA Dermal Fillers, right. which are the second-generation product from uh, the group that developed right. Juvederm, and he also brought in the uh, the fintech company Hint MD. Okay. Their crown jewel is right. Doxy, which is a right. six-month neurotoxin. I know it. I know it. What what are your what are your thoughts on this company, Revanche Therapeutics? See, uh, the guy who runs Abvi, uh, he's a very very competitive fella, and he hasn't even turned the juice on yet for Allergan. Uh, and I think when he does, Gonzalez is going to hurt Revance. Uh, I think Revance, you're absolutely right. They got a good group in, in place. But he can cut the price of Botox pretty severely and stop anyone. I want you to be careful, Revance. I wish I liked it more. I know that group. My wife was a pharmaceutical aesthetic salesperson for years and years. Let's go to Matthew in Rhode Island, please. Matthew. Hey, Jim. Thank you for uh, taking my call. Thanks oh. for everything you do for the average investor. I really appreciate Thank it. Thank you. Thank you. And I know my generation gives you a tough time, so if you ever need a young millennial Gen Z liaison, you know who to call. So I'll get to the stock. So sure. stock reached an all-time high of 117 a few months ago. Uh, now it's trading around 60. This is Renewable Energy Group, ticker REGI. That's a good company. I, it has collapsed here. I, it's a good company, and I've done the work on it. I think down here you got to actually pick some up. I mean, this thing has just been filleted. I am not uh, – I, I would not be a seller. I would be a buyer. Let's take one more. Let's go to Nate in California. Nate. Booyah, Jim. Booyah. I'm an audio investor and a Wall Street bet OG back from the days before this recent GameStop obsession when we used to live chat your show oh on our daily God, news yeah. thread and share dank memes. Yes, I'm calling about true. a SPAC that hasn't gotten enough coverage amidst the recent SPAC mania. The biggest of all, the ticker boasts $5 billion of ready capital a unique retail investor-friendly buy-and-hold tontine structure without over-the-top management fees. I'm almost done. It, it boasts the best leadership team in the business, including the legendary Bill Ackman. After the brutal SPAC sell-off this past month, it's trading close to NAV, with rumors that the target could be Elon Musk's Starlink, 
as it approaches a soft Q1D deadline. Well, no announcement from Ackman. Well, we, we don't know what he's going to buy, but you're absolutely right. He is very much aligned with the shareholders, including putting a lot of money himself into that. So I share your excitement about Pershing Square Tontine. And Bill, I know you watch the show. I am positive on what you're doing, okay? And as far as the people in Wall Street bets, I'm going to give you one, leave you with one word on them. They're way too old for me. And that, ladies and gentlemen, is the conclusion of the Lightning Round! The Lightning Round is sponsored by TD Ameritrade. Coming up, it can quietly sap your power to save and spend. Next. This piece is a tough one for me to do. You see, the upcoming wave of inflation, I still believe it's going to be temporary, but I am now beginning to also believe that it'll be a real doozy. Fed Chief Jay Powell may need to steal himself when this quarter's price increases are revealed, even as he did say that inflation could heat up before it subsides. I know Powell doesn't want to raise interest rates. I don't want him to raise interest rates. He's made that very clear. But now that the great reopening is upon us, and we are throwing even more stimulus right at the economy, I am beginning to fear that he might be forced to tighten because some of the inflationary shortages that I look into are turning out to be more intractable, more intractable than I thought. That's what the bond market's been saying all along. I've been skeptical. I don't want rate hikes. But when I look at what's happening, I see the point of the bond bullies. Consider the industries that are now seeing amazing inflation who've come on our show. Nucor, America's largest steelmaker. They just told us that it's surging demand for every kind of steel, meaning steel for buildings, oil pipelines, vehicles, you name it. With demand on the rise, Nucor can put through major price increases, and that is before Congress passes any kind of infrastructure bill, which would use so much steel. It's no wonder after last night's mad money push that Nucor was the biggest winner in the S&P 500 today. Nucor. We know there's still unrelenting pressure on the most important commodity in housing, which is lumber. Until we get a new trade deal with Canada, we've got tariffs on Canadian lumber, and there's not enough supply to hold down pricing. It doesn't have to do with real inflation. It's tariffs and no agreement with Canada. That means every home is more expensive to build. But the home builders have had no trouble passing those costs on to their customers. That's why their stocks keep going higher. There's a tremendous semiconductor shortage, and it gets worse by the day, which is putting the kibosh on the hottest auto market in ages. It's so bad that Ford had to halt production of the best-selling vehicle in America, the F-150, at least for the weekend. Not enough chips. If you can't buy a new truck, then you got to go used. But what, have you seen the used truck prices? No bargain anymore. Used trucks are in such short supply that prices have gotten out of control and sometimes exceeding the price of new of just a couple of years ago. Meanwhile, all the semiconductor companies are taking advantage of the chip shortage to raise prices. Thanks for nothing. Sure, this problem is solvable. You just need to bring new chip supply online. Unfortunately, there's no sign of any near-term boost in production. Near-term. And it takes a long time to build a semiconductor foundry. This week, Intel talked about putting up new ones. That's a 2024 story at the earliest. You need a lot of machinery from Lamb Research or KLA or Applied Materials. And those are all backordered, which is why those three stocks, once again, led the S&P. When Micron reports next week, I bet we'll hear that the shortage has spread across the entire industry. How about oil? The price of crude briefly went down this week, but then the Suez Canal got shut down by an errant beach whale of a container ship. 
that's going to raise the price, not of oil, because that really doesn't go through the Swiss, but of petroleum products that do. A lot of tankers will be forced to take the longer route around Africa. Day rates for all sorts of ships are just spiraling out of control. Tremendous pressure, by the way, on the price of shipping to avoid the bottlenecks at the ports on the West Coast. Freight costs are soaring. Shouldn't be, but they are. The worst inflation has come from this winter storm, Uri, which wreaked havoc on the petroleum chemical industry in Louisiana and Texas. So much capacity has been shut down, far more than I realized, that many different grades of plastic are now scarce, meaning they're susceptible to radical price increases. Listen to what I heard from a very solid source down there. Quote, the plastic ripple finally hit the retail end of the business. Our operations guy went to Home Depot last night to pick up some electric parts. The shelves were emptied yesterday because plumbers and electricians got word of the shortage and the toilet paper mentality buying panic set in. End quote. My source goes on to say that Home Depot has had to raise prices for plastic coated wire, plastic electrical boxes, PVC pipe. Retailers have to pass on these costs to consumers or their margins get crushed. Home Depot's doing successfully, which is why that stock won't quit. Did you see it? I think these plastic price increases will ripple through the entire economy. There's no sign of restart of many of the petrochemical plants that were damaged. Now, other than semi-shortage, this stuff could all be temporary. With enough time, shortages do take care of themselves. But I am starting to worry that we don't have enough time. And all this inflation may actually force Jay Powell to raise rates before he has to. I prefer if he sucked to his guns. It's not like higher rates can create more lumber, more steel, more plastic. All it can do is hurt the economy so demand goes down and people lose jobs. But inflation is no longer a theoretical concern. It's here. And as much as I want Powell to stand up to the the inflationistas, I got to admit, they have a lot of ammo now to use against them. I like to say there's always a bull market somewhere, and I promise to try to find it just for you right here on Mad Money. I'm Jim Cramer. See you Monday. The news with Shepard Smith starts now. This podcast is supported by FedEx. Dear small and medium businesses, no one wants happy customers more than you do. So you need a business partner just like you. Like FedEx, who understands your passion for serving your customers because they have the same commitment towards you. That's why FedEx offers you picture proof of delivery, packageless and paperless returns, as well as weekend home delivery to 98% of the U.S. on Saturday and 50% on Sunday. See the FedEx service guide for delivery information. What's more, FedEx Ground is faster to more locations than UPS Ground. Trust FedEx for timely deliveries. See what FedEx can do for your business. Absolutely, positively FedEx.